This is Business by the Bay, here to discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions. Your host, Ajay Sani. Good morning, and welcome everyone to Business by the Bay, where we talk to successful business leaders and discuss various challenges businesses face and also possible solutions. I'm your host, Ajay Sani, and today's show is sponsored by Payroll Vault. It is a boutique-style local payroll service provider for small businesses. Payroll Vault fully handles the payroll tasks and take over complex payroll activity from the business owners so that they can focus on running their companies. For details, you may call them at 925-273-7020. Today, I'm very excited to have Dr. Stephen Kirch. He says that his goal is to help business owners generate more clients, close more sales, and increase their overall revenue and profits quickly and inexpensively. He specializes in sales and marketing for small business owners. Over the years, he has developed a keen understanding of the complex issue facing small business owners in the type of volatile economy we have today. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing today? Good morning, Ajay. It's a beautiful day. You know, the environment is such the quite a few businesses are struggling, and at the same time, there are some businesses that are flourishing. On average, 20% of new businesses fail during the first two years of being open. What are some of the main reasons for such a high failure rate? Well, Ajay, it really comes down to being clear about how you're going to bring prospects and clients into your sales funnel, let's say. What is, what is it that's unique about your product or service? that's going to connect with your ideal client. And if you can't make that connection in a consistent way and interrupt the conversation that's going on in the head of your prospect, mm-hmm. you won't attract enough clients. But what's really interesting uh-huh. is that most businesses run out of money because they don't properly project cash flow. You don't run out of money because you run out of clients. You run out. You, you run out of business. You go out of business because you run out of cash. Um, and so I encourage all of my clients to work very closely with a bookkeeper or a CPA to make sure that they manage their cash very carefully. So let's uh, elaborate a little bit on what you just said. In other words, like what shall businesses do to give themselves the best chance uh, to succeed and grow and not be like you know in the twenty percent of the businesses that fail, but, but just make it uh, in a very good way and uh, be successful. Yeah. So again, I think, I think the thing is identifying your market niche, Mm -hmm. being very clear on who it is that you want to serve, who it is that's your ideal client. Um, And, and yes, you may be able to service a much wider variety than that, but by targeting your marketing message, uh, you can be much more attractive to the kind of client that you really like working with. It doesn't even have to be, you know, necessarily um, so proscriptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but it's what is it that brings you joy? Mm-hmm. What are the kinds of clients that you want to work with? So focus area is extremely important rather than, yeah, and I can see what you are saying because especially in the beginning when a business uh, person is starting a business at that time, maybe out of excitement, 
the enthusiasm would try to address everyone whoever comes through the door okay let me serve you let me serve you that may be the feeling in the beginning <laughs> and and you're afraid that if you don't go after everybody you you won't you won't have any customers mm-hmm. but the reality is mm-hmm. by focusing your your marketing focusing your message Uh-huh. on the specific problem that your ideal client has the people uh-huh. that you work with best or most effectively or are most passionate about helping by focusing that you'll attract them at a much higher rate than you would attract if you broadcast to everybody and you try to be all things to all people and and you're absolutely right Ajay this is a real trap that small business owners get fall into at the very beginning because uh-huh. they're desperate for for revenue um right and the other thing is like what i've seen if you want to succeed you need to get the the right team and the right guidance but when a business owner is starting a business sometimes too busy with too many things that taking the right guidance may not be on the top of the like action list that person has and uh, either uh, we can reinvent the wheel or we can learn how others are doing and doing well that, 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 that's so true um the the trap that so many small businesses small business owners fall into and and this is something that that I've experienced because for more than 20 years I've been a facilitator of the Covey 7 habits of highly effective people and and Dr. Covey talked a lot about the time management matrix which he actually got from president eisenhower but that's a different story um where you where on one axis are 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 the importance of things and on the other axis are the urgency and and obviously things that are urgent and important what things we call quadrant one those are crises those are emergencies mm-hmm. you, you got to do that stuff the problem is we have a tendency to to confuse urgent and important and we work on stuff that's urgent and neglect stuff that's important and and so i would encourage because everybody's to-do list mm-hmm. is much much longer than is possible to handle right right a couple of things that that you can do to help that as a as a new small business owner right or even an experienced one mm-hmm. first of all look at the list and try to make sure that you're tackling the things that have the largest impact as well as urgency. Mhm. Right? What are those things that are really linchpins in moving your business forward? Right? Yeah. So, and the other thing is, look for the stuff that always drops to the bottom of the list. The stuff that's been on your list for weeks or months that you just haven't gotten to. Mhm. There's probably a reason for that. One of them probably is either you're not very good at it or you don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff you should look to outsource and you should look to outsource it as soon as you can afford to. Very good. Moving on, Peter Drucker said that learning is a lifelong process and the most pressing task is to teach people how to learn. And this is what you have been doing for you. So how did it all start and you decided to become a business coach? Uh, that, that, that's an interesting story, Ajay. Um thanks for asking that. Um I I have a PhD in physics. And so that's a little unusual for somebody that's a business coach. But it all started uh 
shortly after I started working at Intel, and I was at Intel for more than 20 years, Mm -hmm. um, I was introduced to the Covey Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Now, I actually had read the book several years earlier, Mm -hmm. but I actually took the class. I had a week. They took me out of my job for a week, and they were doing this, everybody in the organization, 1,500 people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it was transformational for me. I spent a half a day writing my personal mission statement, right? That's, wow. the, that's the kind of depth that we took with this course. And it was, it was so transformational for me that, um, when I found out that they were looking for instructors, I put my hand up immediately because uh-huh. there are two reasons for that. One was that I really enjoyed the whole process, but I also knew that the best way to learn something is to teach it. And, and it was that learning experience and that experience that I had in teaching it for, mm-hmm. as I said, over 20 years that has, that, that led me to the point where when I was contemplating this thing they call retirement, I was contemplating giving up my corporate uh, salary and my corporate gig that mm-hmm. I said, I really wanted to continue to teach people how to become productive, how to become effective. Mm-hmm. And now with the Profit Minds system of finding additional revenue for companies, I now have a quantifiable way of saying, look, if we improve your productivity, these are the activities we're going to work on. And you're going to add 30 to 50 or $100,000 in revenue over the course of the next year to your business. Yeah. So let's, um, you know, go more into a little bit more detail. Uh, into this topic, uh, you mentioned that you look into it and see from the uh, productivity areas and which areas they should be focusing on and um, and also the time management that you mentioned in the beginning. Can you elaborate how you are helping your clients to really be successful and grow in terms of getting the clients, the cash flow. So, so the, the, the system that I'm using in, in, with Profit Minds um, looks at um, strategies for basically strategic marketing. Okay. okay. Um, it, because so many small business owners, again, the problem with small business owners is that they don't go into business because they're good at business. They go into business because they're good at what they do. And so what I'm helping them to do is to build a business around their good, the good thing that they do, whether they're a plumber or a web designer, a, a, a CPA, business coach, whatever it is that they do, mm-hmm. right? I'm helping them put in place systems that will increase. And we look at how do they generate leads? What is the mechanism that they use? And, and this is where, again, I, I talked about the, the conversation that's going on in the head of their prospects. How do you interrupt that? How do you engage them? Uh, we use a thing called the conversion equation. Mm-hmm. And it's interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. And we go through a very systematic process to help improve the number of leads or prospects coming into the pipeline. And then we look at how do they convert those leads into clients um, and, and different methodologies. We have there's a, a proprietary software uh, package that we use has over 40 different strategies for improving the top and bottom line. 
Um, I pick out usually eight to 10 based on the business uh-huh. um, and go through those. And in a matter of 45 minutes to an hour can find usually north of $100,000 of additional revenue uh, for, for wow. any small business. That's very um, and, then, and then of course, the hard part as you correctly point out is carving out the time to make sure you're working, spending enough time working on your business instead of just in it, right? So some of that is delegating, you know, mm-hmm. what are the things that you can delegate? Do you have a team around you that you can call on to do various pieces of that? Um, and, and uh, you know, so, so it's, it's finding, you know, time to work on your business instead of just in your business. And that's the productivity piece that I bring to this, you know, new, uh, larger pipeline. Uh-huh. So, well, just listening and a little bit processing what you you were saying, I see there are two, two aspects to it. One, I may be very good at one thing and may not be good at others. That's, that's one topic. It could be like, as you said, if there is a person who's extremely good uh, very good in, in technology and starts a, tech, uh, a technology company, but may not be good in sales and marketing or may not be comfortable in sales and marketing. That could be one aspect. Or there could be a person who is reasonably good when it comes to communicating what benefits um, the product has, but may not be very organized to run the operations very well. And outsourcing could be one option or taking help or bringing in you know, people who can help in the areas to form a team that can complement. But there also I see there are two aspects. One, the money part in the beginning, there can be the, the, you know, the cash can be a challenge. And secondly, the awareness. The person may, may not be aware that okay, right. he or she needs to do that. Right. That's that. I mean, that that's that that's a, a a really good point, right? So I recommend in terms of watching your cash and mm-hmm. and um, one of the things that I've worked with several of my clients on is a methodology. Uh, Profit first is the name of the book by Michael McCallowitz, mm-hmm. and he recommends. Um, it's obviously um, rather than as accountants will tell you that profits is revenue minus expenses. Mm-hmm. What he says is expenses needs to be revenue minus profit. And you always need to take a little bit of profit off the top of the business. Even if it's at the beginning, it's only one or 2%. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you need to set that aside and you need to build a little cash reserve. Um, you need to manage your expenses very, very carefully, especially at the beginning. Um, but you know, you see, so you, you take profit, you take a little owner compensation and then what's left over is what's for expenses. Um, but the other thing that you said was in terms of the stuff that you're not sure what to do with, or you don't like to do or that kind of, and that's, and that's where a business coach can be of help is, is helping you make sure that you're covering all of these areas that you need to cover mm-hmm. or finding you a way to outsource them, uh, maybe more efficiently uh, and, and really taking advantage of all of the kinds of resources. 
we, we now know, of course, because of the pandemic, we can do everything via Zoom. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and so a virtual assistant who lives in another country may be a, perfectly capable of doing some of the work for you at a much, much cheaper price than you could get here locally. Uh, yeah. so, so that's something else to consider. Um, but, but, but the main thing is, if there's stuff that you really don't like to do, mm-hmm. there's an opportunity cost associated with your time that you spend doing something that you don't like to do. Yeah, it's true. You have to have enough cash to be able to pay this person. But, but if, if you're going to be able to develop a, a, a new aspect of your business mm-hmm. using that extra hour a day, Mm-hmm. that you're now not doing that thing that you don't like to do anyway. Right? Mm-hmm. Just, just think of what could happen if you get an extra hour or two every day to work on business development. Yep. How much faster would your business grow? Exactly. Yes. And now coming back again to time management, it's, it's one thing to be busy <laughs> And it's another to be efficient. So we hear all the time when we talk to people, whether they are business owners or even in corporate world, people saying, oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. You know, I wish I can get more hours. And still, we know there is always time if we have our priorities right. Whatever is very important for us, we usually find time one way or the other. So what do you think is the reason people get into this vicious cycle of staying busy, if I may say so? So I think, I think there, there, are, there are two reasons, primary reasons for, for, for this. One is um, that the big thing that you're supposed to be working on is a daunting task. And, and even if you know it's the most important thing, it's such a big deal. Well, I'll just, instead of doing that, you put it off and you get a whole bunch of little things checked off your list, right? And that's busy but not productive, which is one of the things that you, you mentioned, right? How do you get to be, you're so busy, but you're not effective because you're not working on the big thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the other piece of it is that, but that that big thing you put it off because it, it's it's a, it's it's a blob. It's a, it's an unstructured or or difficult or challenging thing. Mm-hmm. And what you need to do, and this is one of the things that I learned from David Allen, the author of Getting Things Done, mm-hmm. is you need to break down your projects into tasks. He says a project. First of all, he defines a project as anything that's more than one action. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it could be two, could be a hundred. doesn't matter. More than one action. And he says, you cannot do a project. You can only do action. So the question that you have, if you have this big project that you mm-hmm. need to work on, what's the very next physical action that you can do? Sometimes it's doing research. It's figuring out what the next action is, Mm -hmm. right? Because you don't know. Sometimes it's really clear. I need to call so-and-so, or I need to write up this, or I need to, you know, whatever it is, put that at the top of your to-do list 
for today. Yeah. And by the way, I recommend that everybody set an intention at the beginning, first at the beginning of the week, what are the one or two most important things to take to, that must be done mm -hmm. in each aspect of your life and business, mm -hmm. right? And put those on your calendar. Mm -hmm. And the other is at the beginning of each day, write down what's the most important task that you got to do. Right. right. This is the Brian Tracy eat that frog. Mm -hmm. Right. If you're going to only get one thing done today, make sure it's the most important thing to do. And then the days of success, whether you do anything else or not, doesn't matter. Yeah. It's like you already win. Yeah. Absolutely. You just reminded me of an interview I was listening uh, where Keith Cunningham was saying that if you plan your day in advance, whether night before, or in the morning and then allocate the tasks and then also uh, basically make someone accountable <laughs> because we have a habit of lying to ourselves compared to others. So that can make a huge difference. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, I do that with some of my clients. They send me their intentions in the morning and about three or three 30 in the afternoon, I, I, uh, I send them a little text back and I say, so how's it going? Because, if I wait until five o'clock, it's too late for them to fix it. But if I send them at you know three or three thirty in the afternoon, they still got a little time. Oh yeah, I forgot I was going to do this. Right? They have a little bit of time to recover if they haven't quite done it all. Um, so so that's that's a, that's another thing to to consider, right? Having an accountability partner is a great thing. Mhm, mm mhm. Mm I think you have touched upon some very very uh, key elements in not only to sort of plan our activities short term, but also if in due course we want to be successful, some of the things like you mentioned, create a niche, don't try to just be over ambitious and try to address each and every one, but find out a segment, do the proper time management, and then look into what tasks we are good at and what are the areas where we need help? So as we are coming towards the end of the show, do you want to summarize or add something or, you know, to our listeners, any message that you want to give or any suggestions you have so that the business owners who are listening to this can benefit and you know, take some action in terms of, whatever challenges they are facing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. Uh, uh, um, just a couple of quick uh, sort of summary comments. Mm -hmm. One is make sure that you understand the problem that your ideal clients have, right? What is the problem that they have that they don't want? What's the result that they want, but they don't have. And how does your product or service connect those things? If your marketing message does that, you will reach your target market. Right? And then you really need to look at your to-do list uh -huh. with an eye toward what's the thing that's on it that has the most impact on your business. Yeah, the urgent stuff you're going to have to deal with. The, right. the stuff that's urgent and important, you have to do that. Mm -hmm. But the stuff that you don't have to do uh -huh. is not that important. You make that subservient to the stuff that is important, that is impact, 
but maybe mm -hmm. doesn't have the same criticality in terms of time. Very good, Steve. Uh, you really shared um, some very, very uh, useful uh, tips for the business owners. And listeners, if you want more details and want more help, I would encourage you to visit uh, Steve's website, which is profitminds.net. Profit, P-R-O-F-I-T, Minds, M-I-N-D-S. So profitminds.net. And also you can email him. His email address is coach at profitminds.net. So thanks a lot, Steve, for your time today. Much appreciated. Thank you, Ajay. Really, really enjoyed it. So thank you for joining us on Business by the Bay today. This show was brought to you by Payroll Vault. We hope that you enjoyed the show. You can find the recording of this show at our website, businessbythebay.live. Please feel free to contact us in case you have any questions for our featured guest or want to become a featured guest. You may send us an email at ajay at businessbythebay.live, A-J-A-Y at businessbythebay.live. We will be back in two weeks at the same time, 10 a.m. Until then, take care and be safe out there. Business by the Bay with your host, Ajay Sani. Join us next time as we discuss challenges businesses face and possible solutions.